and welcome to another episode of The Momos and the Appas, a podcast discussing the Avatar universe's folklore episode by episode. We are your hosts, Eric Lefebvre, Dr. Amber Jones, and Jessica Tercero. We're continuing our journey through Avatar The Last Airbender. We've made it to book two Earth. We are on chapter three, Return to Omashu. In this chapter, Aang and the gang return to Omashu to see it forever changed, and Azula ditches her palanquin for some old pals. Ching. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. She's, Gold. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten. That, that's solid. That uh, play. No rehearsal. <laughs> we got it. Yes. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for that stuff, too. So in this episode, they've gone back to Amashu, as the title indicates, and we see it having been completely overthrown by the Fire Nation, and Boomy is nowhere to be found. So there's an assumption that Boomy uh, was overthrown. There's the possible death situation. So they're on a mission to find Boomy uh, and try their best to return Omashu uh, to the Earth Kingdom and get rid of the Fire Nation. That's where we yes. are. What one thing that I really like about this story is that everything gets to have its own like kind of character developments, even things like city states, like Omashu. Like, you know, the last time we saw Omashu, it was just like this fun place, you know. Oh my gosh, it used to hang out there a hundred years ago and blah blah blah. Um, then we get to learn a little bit more about its history. It was born out of ending this war between these two tribes. And it was a statement of love between these two people and the super powerful earthbender, which is super cool. And we come back and immediately forget all of that because it's like, oh shit, the Fire Nation's here. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, each like village also just feels so different from the rest like i i don't feel like i know um even though i don't know the name of it right now the fortune telling town like that is vastly different than mm -hmm. bossing say which is vastly different from um yes. the northern water tribe which is vastly different from this and it's it's really cool because i don't feel like any one place is like um is like a carbon copy of the other and yeah you're right i never really thought yes. about that but we get to see like the this transformation of all of these different places and um especially a place like omasha especially the earth kingdom right mm -hmm. because like that's mm -hmm. where a lot of yeah. that change is happening in this story um in this time like time frame it's it's an interesting way to think about the passage of time that this like one space has been a place to all of these different stories and you can just kind of like dip into you know whichever one you're interested in at the moment right now we're talking about how the fire nation has taken it over and oh my god where's boomy and what's happening and it's a completely different vibe than the first time which was like all fun and games and giggles mm -hmm. So I guess we we can talk about Boomy right off the bat, right? Because we already mentioned him. Like how everybody, even like Aang is like, look, I got to find my friend. Um, which I thought it was also, I really like the line where um, he's like, this isn't about like, um, about just like saving this place. This is about finding my friend, you know, like you can tell me not to go there, but I have, I have to, right? And I was like, that's, yeah. that's good um but even boomy's own people don't know what happened they're like he just gave up he said we're not gonna do anything but to boomy's credit like 
I don't think anybody died when the Fire Nation came in and took the the village, right? Or or the city. So he saved all of his people by doing that. And his whole plan, we know that he is the White Lotus for people that have um, watched the whole series. But, like, he's sitting there listening, trying (laughs) to, like, gather this information. Um, And it's so cool because, like, when, like, we see Aang this whole time not fucking listen to anybody, right? They're like, hey, maybe this. And he's like, no, no, no. I've got a good feeling. This isn't a trap. It's going to be great, right? We're going to go. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Or, you know, like, Boomy's trying to, like, be like, hey, Aang, wait a second. We got to talk. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Let's go. Like, it's great to see you, too, right? He is, like, actively Mm -hmm. not listening to anybody else's opinions or what they think about anything, um mm-hmm. and so like when boomy like talks to him he's like hey look thank you this is great and i appreciate you however this is not for me right now this is not my place what i need to do is just kind of like sit here and chill and he explains like a uh, neutral jing right and how he's like listening and waiting for the moment to strike which we see later on so that's good foreshadowing for him um and I never really realized this about Toph, um, but he, they're talking about like the um, earthbending master that Aang is going to get. And he says that your earthbending master is going to be somebody that has to be somebody that's a master of neutral Jing that like is so attuned to listening. Right. And tough literally that's how she navigates the world because she's blind because she you know she stomps and she can like Mm. see everything which is so fucking cool but like literally tough is the most powerful powerful airbender i'm sorry earthbender jesus christ (laughs) because that's all she does all she does is listen you know and it's like oh man that's cool yeah and that's like that's a huge part of her fighting too is is the it is offensive or it's it's intentionally defensive offense right we're like mm. she she listens and waits for action to react tenfold i mean obviously she's like she doesn't just wait but like that's often the times her tactic i like this uh this lesson a lot mm. this idea of jing and this idea of like patience and understanding when and when not to mm-hmm. act um, just as a concept in life in general, because I do think that that's like, it's so helpful and so true. And I think it's something that isn't really talked mm. about too much. Just the the idea that like sometimes the right move is like not to move or understanding like this isn't, like you said, this isn't necessarily for me. This isn't for me to have an opinion mm. on or this isn't for me to like decide to do. Like this isn't, this isn't mine yet. I'll know when it's mine and I'll know when my reaction is necessary Mm. but until that happens and until that day comes i'm just gonna like chill and i'm gonna i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna be active obviously but like none of it's really mine yet when it is mine i'll know and there like it just i think that that's such like a cool human lesson in like patience and like (laughs) i don't know like just there's a level of like intuition wrapped up in that idea that like being so attuned to with Boomy as an earthbender Mm. and as like a a master of the earth being so in tune to the like vibrations of the earth and the way that it responds and reacts, which we'll talk about more in the next Mm -hmm. one. I feel like this is sort of a dip into that conversation, Mm -hmm. but 
I just it's I, I I do love it as a concept. I know nothing about Jing's. I don't know if they're real or not. If they're, they're real, American, I like believe. a fiction. Are they? At least I think I've read a Wikipedia page about them. Ooh, I think okay. they're supposed I, to be real. I need to go and look because I'm like, it's just what an interesting concept of like human existence. Yeah, because doesn't he say that there's like 83 there's like or something? 70 some, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's a, there's so a I would want to yeah. know if they are real and if so, are all 83 or whatever real. But I just, I loved um, it as an idea because it's also Boomy being like, hey, I appreciate you, but um, it's nice to see you. I'm not going to do shit because it's not my time to do anything. So yeah, also I'm going to shoot back to my little the spot. Hell out of here. He, he, literally, you like, totally, you, being you actually here, should not have come here. When you yes, saw. Yes, you being so. Yeah. You being so proactive and you being so, like, getting in the business. Mm-hmm. It's not your business to get into. I, you need to go. Like, like that's I love so you, sweet. And it's you good were to see you. worried about Please. me, but as you can see, I'm alive. You should get the fuck out of here. I also yeah, really like that there's like, like the 73 or whatever different jings because it's like so often we think of like positive or negative or then oh cool yeah. neutral, but like that's showing there's this whole spectrum of choice or yeah. of you know like of nuance to like it's not just ways to direct your energy yeah absolutely and i love that and i think that even if this is only avatar centric i think that is Mm. a really good uh i think that's just really cool concept yeah Yeah. well yeah it's also just like i (laughs) binaries are Mm -hmm. bad in general because they are so unnuanced and untrue to the human experience it's not one thing or one Mm -hmm. thing it's the nuanced complexities of intersectional living and life. So like this being a conversation about like, yeah, well the nuances of the ebb and flow of life, it's not just there or there. It could be there, 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 there. It could be anywhere. You could be anywhere. There are so many different ways of existing. I just like that. That's a part of the conversation. Cause again, binaries are bad. It's not just one or the and other. We do see no, it's not, yeah, it's just like that kind of that, energy uh, through like all of the different characters that are introduced, right? There's the baby who is like true neutral, who like is just like, yo, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm here, right? There's May <laughs> who's like, everything sucks, I want to die, but also I'm down to party. <laughs> and then there's Tylee. Like, so, so yeah. yeah, we are seeing like everybody's not just like, yes, I'm here or no, I'm not. They're, they're all, they all fall, yeah, somewhere on the spectrum. And it is a spectrum. There's not just, you know, uh, binaries are bad we say this all the time eric <laughs> every everything i mean really everything is a spectrum in general like it just the more that becomes a regular part of the understanding of human existence the better we will be at understanding ourselves and each other but when it's just like you're the like it's just it's so boring and like first thought and just like come on yeah like there are so many people and, I think and that's it's another... like thing that makes this show so great is that it blurs all the lines it really makes you ask the important questions and know that nobody fits 100 percent in any place especially if you think about like a whole range of emotions and situations which we get to see them in like i had a weird flash forward when i was re-watching uh, return to Omashu when she's like playing with that little kid and she's like look at that face does that look like the face of a murderer I had like a flash forward to when she like legit wants to murder some dude 
like a few months from now <laughs> you yeah. know um and just kind of just put my mind making that juxtaposition was really interesting to me I didn't know if I would find a way to work it into the conversation but it just kind of made sense I was just like huh she has an interesting character arc because she legit wants to murder one of them a little later and it yeah it does seem like yeah this, I mean this show's just good <laughs> it's a really good really good <laughs> for a for a foreshadow of something that happens Something that seems so, yeah. Something that seems so like mundane and and just like oh silly throwaway, and it's like no no no, that's like that's gonna happen. Like yeah, that actually has a meaningful uh, pair, Um, and just like to think of like the look in Katara's eyes when she's like about to murder a guy versus what would her at this stage think of that person. I know we talk about it a lot earlier, or we've talked about it a few times uh, in earlier episodes, but we're finally at the uh, Azula meeting. Oh, yes. Uh, and we and we get to visualize this first interaction, at least for us. Obviously, they have a history. Yes. But for us as the viewer, this is our first interaction with them as people. So. Together talk about cave of the two lovers like everything about azula and tylee to me this whole like opening scene interaction with them it just smacks of they've been playing this game their entire lives mm-hmm. like azula says i want this and tylee's like no i think i'm okay with this and then azula's like okay well, I'm going to fuck with you until you do what I want anyway. And her going along with it, but then ultimately that being what she wanted or thinking that it was destiny anyway, because she has some sick part of her who just like loves Azula's crazy ass. I I, they're, I think it's deep they're... love for Tylee. It's deep love, and it is sort of in, like, and here's, this is where we're going to get into, like, goofy territory. It is kind of an unrecognized kink that they're both sort of playing at. There's there's a very intentional dominant, and there's a very intentional submissive in terms of their dynamic, where, like, it is such, so clearly a game. I mean, even, what is the, I, I wrote it down, like, uh, she's like, you should come with me. She's like, no, I'm happy here. My aura has never been pinker, which, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, on, stop. Girl. What? And then Azula recognizes what this means in the in the sort of covert way it was addressed. Yes. She immediately puts up her hand and she's like, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Like, no, thank you. I don't want to hear about it, but I will yeah. take your word for it that your aura has never been pinker. <laughs> And so it's this fun, like, really it's casual sexual so... innuendo joke. But it's, th- like, that banter seems very much like a game for them because very it is them much. falling into those same categories. But that's the kinky aspect of it. Yeah. It is this sort of, Even, like... Oh, my gosh. The, the, I'm getting, like, flashbacks yeah. now of Ty Lee on the rope. She's sweating. Azula set it on fire. Because, like, if anybody in that whole entire place 
knows what Tylee can take, mm-hmm. it's Azula. Totally. She's like, oh, no, no, no. It- she's fine. Set it on fire. Let Yeah. <laughs> and where, like, and that's the part where it's, like, becomes a little bit of a tricky conversation about, like, consent yes. in, in terms of this. Like, is this a consensual, like, tit-for-tat, kinky relationship, friendship uh, situation? Or is Azula just a manipulative friend and Ty Lee just doesn't have the... Uh, Ty Lee is much more forgiving and much more passive in a friendship. And that's you know what I mean? where like, I lie in terms of like where I'm like, this is probably what it is because like Azula, there is like an unfair power dynamic where Azula is the daughter of the Fire Lord and will get whatever the fuck she wants whenever the fuck she wants it. And we and you know their whole entire lives that exactly was it. like the whole time. So Tylee really has no choice but to be submissive but like what she does is she Mm -hmm. takes what power she can in that role right Um, Mm -hmm. because otherwise what kind of a life is she going to have it's just going to be miserable so she has to find some way to like to grasp that or to like convince herself that like oh this is consensual because when she burns the you know um, when Azula's doing all of the stuff (laughs) and burning the net and doing all of that you see like this look of like (laughs) like terror on her face for like a split second right Mm. and then the next time Mm. we see her she's like oh whatever it's fine like i got this right but Mm -hmm. that's what you do when you're around people that like are like belittling you or like or um putting you in dangerous situations like you know or or manipulating you you just Mm -hmm. have to you know put on that face because otherwise it's going to get so much worse you know and you at a certain point kind of convince yourself that like oh no this is actually what I want. This is what I want because otherwise you're just going to be, it's a survival tactic. Well, I mean a hundred percent, but you know how I see it a little bit. I see it in the sense that Ty Lee holds the power because I do think that Ty Lee is the only one that is, if she, if she adamantly said, no, you can't do that. Azula would listen. And she's the only person I think, like, she wouldn't be happy about it, but ultimately I think Azula would listen to Ty Lee. And Ty Lee knows that power that she holds. And she knows that for a fact. And I do think that part of her going along with things and being like, well, this is just fate. I'm going to go. Is she understands, like, how combustible Azula is, no pun intended. (laughs) Like, she is kind of a live wire. She is uh, aggressively expecting. She, She is so... She is Azula Mm -hmm. and she knows Azula's in and out. She knows her. Mm -hmm. And I think that like her going along with it is this level of control in a passive way where Mm -hmm. she like, she understands that like, if things do get out of hand, she's the one who can stop Azula Mm -hmm. if necessary. I think, I, I think was like, you're... I mean, Tylee has to know that she's like the only one who could stop Azula. I think she you're is right in that, one. but she would only be able to say no like once or twice. Like, yeah, it and that's, could I not know. be and that's like a thing that's like all the time. So even though, even though she has power, she has a finite amount of power, yeah. right? Yes. So she she's has never... to use that power for good, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's that's what I think it is because she's never going to switch the dynamic of like. And this is where it goes back to kink, the dominant submissive. Mm, She's never going to be that more dominant part of this relationship. But she does understand the power she holds in the submissive position Mm. of like, I ultimately get to say what happens. And I know I can do that 
at the most crucial moment. And I, I only get this also because of like her reluctance to say hi to his, like the look on her face. There's a couple times where she's like, I'm back. And it's like, mm, yay, you're uh-huh. back. Like, totally. Mm, I feel like I totally. love you. I love you being back. <laughs> I, I love you like- so much. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that is when she was really deciding like, oh shit, I know that her showing up here means one thing. And like, in my mind, that is when she starts deciding whether she wants to go with Azula or not. Mm -hmm. And who knows when she decides. Like, I, I do think that's an interesting question on whether it was more coercion or maybe she's just down for the crazy yeah it's tricky and it's also so it is so nuanced there's no way to like tell because again we're also using the uh knowledge that we know are you okay is everything okay oh yeah no there was like a centipede on the ceiling (laughs) and it's recently disappeared oh that's so fun and exciting I'm just uh, hoping it doesn't that's terrifying. touch me. Do you want to go find <laughs> it? Okay. I didn't realize that you guys could like see me being creeped out. Well, like you look, like just, you look genuinely I I scared. Being, yeah. I was like, wait, are I you thought okay? I was being cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I I hate centipedes. I like I would have uh-uh. I would be just as like, what the fuck? Where? Just please, just don't touch me or fall in my hair. And yeah. if I find you on the ground, I will step on you. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, yeah, I think all I was saying, this this interaction, I love it because of how nuanced it is. Like, there's so much there. There's so much history. There is the there's oh, the se- yes. the sexual tension component. There's the friendship history, and then there's Here's that the like weird submissive dominant thing that you're like, what is this? Wh- who are what? There's something so intense here. What is it? I'm yes. also team like Tylee is has water. Or I'm sorry, Tylee has Airbender ancestry because mm-hmm. when you look at the the shape of her face, when you look at like um, the way that her body moves, um, like uh, like the way that she herself is animated, she's also pink which isn't like you know everybody else in the fire nation wears deep reds like mm-hmm. whatever and i'm always like okay ang is wearing airbender colors in a fire nation nobody notices nobody like but anyways <laughs> but yeah so like i i'm definitely team she she like her grandma or somebody was an airbender and yeah. then i i think adding that dynamic where mm-hmm. like um azula and her whole family was like we're you know trying to exterminate uh all of the airbenders and all of this kind of like dominance and whatever then i think that also gets very interesting and into that sort of kinky Um, space as well and i i wonder if a lot of this uh these opinions about tylee especially in this first encounter are being influenced specifically from the knowledge of what we know of her in the series. Like that crucial moment that we've talked about previously uh, where she does turn. Um, I'm wondering if like that's influencing my mind and saying like, no, she holds the power because I, I know, know that that's coming. 
But it, but it seems like that is the case, and that is like the moment where she's like, "No, you're done. It's <laughs> like, definitely you've gone too far. You are bad. Take a second. <laughs> how much we're conditioned to like assume consent in times when we shouldn't assume consent? Yeah, I think that that uh, it's it's up for interpretation, but I think it's an important question to always keep in mind. Um, much like the ever-present truth that uncle iroh is a war criminal the 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 constant <laughs> conversation of multitudinal existence <laughs> you know at the end of the day we contain multitudes always um, <laughs> always <laughs> oh my god anyways i i mean tylee is fucking cool. May uh, also like so. Yes. This also in this episode, we actually are kind of introduced to May first. Like, yeah, we had already met Azula. Azula is we know that she's important, but then we also get like this little mini vision of how awesome May is without even knowing that she's connected to Azula. Like, Immediately, yeah. you're like, this girl is so fucking it's badass. She's so cool. That oh. action. She's like, she's literally like Lydia Dietz of this oh family, where it's like her parents are whatever, and suddenly she's like, yeah, whatever. I guess I like being here or fine. Like, and then it's just immediately like there's this assassination attempt. They stop, and she's like, oh, oh, you're bad. Yeah. Like, ah, who are you? <laughs> yeah. She's just yes. like she's, yeah. She's, she's like, like gorgeous while she does it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, effortless. Absolute. Yeah, effortless. like she like sighs, and but she's also throwing daggers at you through falling debris <laughs> that like so perfectly angled to hit you in the right place. Like what? And she served a look while she. Absolutely. Also, oh. she can take away somebody's bending, which is nuts. I forgot yes. that like we oh, get introduced oh, to that concept here because it's, yeah. it's Oh Tylee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Tylee. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I mixed them up. <laughs> I was like, wait, May can do that too. No, no, no. <laughs> Tylee. My oh bad. my god, they're unstoppable. My bad. <laughs> I was like, there's, there's so you much more to talk about. There's so much more to talk about. There really is. Okay, uh. sorry. Uh, back to May. Back to May. We get the uh we get that little nugget that I didn't realize we got in this episode where they're like, Oh hey, we get to see Z- you're gonna get to see Zuko and she's just like <gasps> Grin. Like Yeah, and we're like, that's the only that's the only smile we've seen this whole time. Oh my god, there's something there. (laughs) And and it's just so pleasant to watch all of this again with the context in mind of where these characters go, where we're being introduced, and all of it's there. Like these histories are so so raw and so real and so like present from the start. Like it's just Yeah, we're just watching all of these characters come back to yeah. each other. Yeah, oh, it's just and so it's really, beautiful. really fantastic. Yeah, and they yeah. and they fit together so well. Like, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about Azula's girl gang. Like, uh, oh my god, uh, iconic. Love. Uh, yes, like, like <sighs> knowing my girl Azula. Like, these are the friends she ended up with. Like one because they were like convenient to her but 
also because even as like a tiny tiny little tyrant she could see <laughs> their potential and could see that they could complement her potential like i see it yeah. as so beautifully strategic um i think that it's also strategic that neither of them are benders because you like i am the bender both of them have skills that enhance her own you know how like beyond accident sometimes like with anime they'll do like oh it's attack on titan but high school (laughs) and it's like when they're kids or or something Mm -hmm. but it's like a pre-anime that means nothing Mm -hmm. i want that for this girl (laughs) i want to see their school days i want that tiny tyrant to, to run around tyrant. I, I want this in, so bad they're like <laughs> girls finishing school in like mm-hmm. super uptight fire nation oh my gosh they are the plastics oh um, my gosh i mean and secretly in love with her best friend that would i mean that would be a good show yeah because they're Maybe so unique one like, we'll each one of them it. is such I'm throwing it out there. Um, Excuse me. Um, Avatar Studios, get at us. (laughs) Yeah, hire us. We know you listen. Hire us now. (laughs) We are professional podcasters. Thank you. Yeah, watching watching them rise in this battle, this fight scene, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we watched the three of them in formation show up to the fight. And they're like, oh, um, oh, okay. It's just you? Perfect. Great. Um, no oh, just how many? <laughs> Several? Okay, that's easy. Like, like I, we got it. Just, um, just like seeing each other. Oh my gosh. Like, I bet Azula made them like spend every afternoon after school, like doing like battle forms. And they're like, Azula, what is this even for? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see them it's, all it... in dance class together. Just like, what does this look like? I want to see them. Um... <laughs> oh my god, in dance class! <laughs> can you can you imagine? Oh yes, my god. I can. Sorry, and I love. Now oh I yeah, really Tylee would. So and that's all. <laughs> Tylee would. About. It's all I can. Tylee would be the ballet queen. She would be <gasps> yes, perfect. Yes, but that would like. She would be the queen oh, of I, dance all comes up to like the final performance and but like they make azula like the prima ballerina because she's the princess even though tylee is better and it's like a big do they do a swap do they like oh like at the last minute at the last minute like and then (laughs) because like they're there's like a costume involved and like a mask and then like yes. and then Tylee is like look I got you nobody will ever talk shit on your dancing again like you won't ever and so she has her back there and that's like a trust building moment is that a thing oh my god did we just write this episode so just the perfect the perfectest girl gang I love how Azula steps in and humiliates May's parents she's like oh you're making a fucking mess of things you fuck shits and <laughs> oh my god like she's like 15 <laughs> and I just I feel like this is just like like Azula dreamt of the time that she could tell her friend's parents that they were fucking idiots 
like may has yeah. wanted to say this to them <laughs> forever and she's like i yeah. got you may and and you would think that there wasn't any affection between may and azula but i bet may just fucking respects the shit out of azula because she does shit like that uh, yeah they're they're all <laughs> so cool and they're so deadly too like they're all oh, just like cool and deadly they're all gorgeous <laughs> They're all so capable in literally every situation. They all yes. like control the battlefield oh. and like, and like and are just so good together. Let's transport ourselves to like the first time we saw this episode, where up until this point, Ty Lee was just like she was doing flips and stuff like that, and you're like, okay, what is like, what's her thing? You know, like we've seen yeah. how May is deadly. And so it's not until yeah. this episode that we actually see her do chi blocking. And then that's yeah. like, I remember the first time when I really realized that's what she was doing. I was like, oh. Cause <laughs> it, it was, was like down a little bit. And I, yeah, I didn't realize that originally. It. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. They introduced this concept at the yeah. very fucking beginning of the show. Well, yeah. Like and so it, it makes you completely reimagine who Tylee is as, as a person. And I think it also explains some of the weird psychosexual things she has with Azula, where I think Azula recognizes how incredibly powerful Tylee is. Mm-hmm. incredibly powerful even recognizes that she's powerful enough to take her down and i think that's a part of and i never thought of like, that you're kind of wasted it at the circus and so like I, I mean is this really challenging like i'll give you a challenge um and i think there's a part of of ty lee and this is not to assume consent but there's a part of ty lee that's just like yeah, actually, I could probably be applying my skills to something much bigger and you have a big thing going on. And I'd be crazy if I said I didn't want to be part of it, you know? Um, and there's an there's an already assumed out for mm-hmm. her where she's like, and this makes me remember that like I feel like she's the one in control because she's saying yes to this mm-hmm. environment, this situation, ultimately knowing that if given the chance... Mm-hmm she can stop Azula, which she does yeah. eventually. And I, she can just end that power. Like all of her energy, all of her strength, yeah. she can take it away from her in an instant yeah. and leave if need be. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I completely forgot about all of that. So um, yeah, you're 100% right. It's, yeah, it's and, like- and it's it's just, I remember the first time I saw this uh, fight scene, um, I was a little like genuinely scared because it is so uh, jarring. Like, for the first time, I feel like Team Avatar is like, oh, no, these guys are better than them. Yeah. Like, they're genuinely better than them. Yes. They are going to kill this them. Is... They need to leave now and go practice because they're not going to win because this they've fight. Just been, like, like, they will... relying on tricky They won't win. And yeah. being, like, maybe and clever sudden... and maybe... Um, yeah. honestly animals keep bailing them out um, literally and then suddenly you have the most powerful firebender in the world with a death wish <laughs> you have somebody who can literally stop you from fucking bending yeah. and with no time flat and the other person just throws fucking knives with perfect aim. Yeah. like 
you're not gonna get out of this fight. You're like actually, they're gonna kill you. You need to go. This isn't and for Zuko me watching it. Who is yeah. wrestling with his own guilt along with trying to catch you? It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was this the it was truly the first time that I was like, you know what? This, this yeah. is clear eyed determination and they haven't faced it before the stakes are raised Mm -hmm. yes and so suddenly they have to acclimate and they have to to get there and watching how clear it is that they are not capable (laughs) at this present moment is so scary (laughs) and i mean just in this i'm just like there's also a baby in the mix like yeah several times came close to being a dead baby that only team avatar really cared about like even may was like whatever my brother i don't care they'll make another one yeah like that's her whole fucking attitude and i'm just like this is so cool that's so hilarious (laughs) it's so funny it really is there's no one going like freaking out over how they're treating this baby where she's just like actually me and my friends can just get him back if we have to if he dies he dies And I think that like plays even more to like, oh my god, they have to be feared because they're not fucking afraid of losing that baby at all. They're just like, not at okay, all. actually, we're not going to do this trade. This Azula doesn't fucking just work bitch for us. Slapped her dad and said, "Literally, Fuck your baby." <laughs> that tiny tyrant. <laughs> like I can't it's... believe they let like children see this show. <laughs> that would have just. <laughs> like inspired me yeah like i'm not gonna take shit i'm not gonna take this <laughs> no bullshit I mean, get out of my face uh, yeah <laughs> it, especially for a kid's show it is i like it as a scare tactic to reinstill like oh she's bad she hit her friend's dad fuck <laughs> like oh sh- dang she's she's why she's going for it <laughs> what else happens in this episode is that it did we cover um, all of our bases really I mean, basically, yeah. There's the boomy surfing, which was um, iconic. And yeah, cool. boomy, boomy still surfing. like uh, yeah, being Zula able to Chase. bend just with his chin was incredible. Oh, like, yes. oh yeah. Like, he had all of his earth bending powers. He didn't need anything other than just to like, like do the like bewitch <laughs> yeah. thing. Sorry, I'm like yeah. I'm touching my nose like you all on this podcast are going to see me do this. <laughs> Yes, they um, are the understanding ice what's happening. <laughs> ice breath was so cool. Um, yeah, where like Aang like turned yes. the um, moisture in the air into like ice around the chain and then fucking broke it. Awesome, so cool, amazing. Uh, and just um, like, was it Flopsy? Uh, that was Flopsy. Azula is just like so perfection. Like she realizes this like weird kid is the. Ass- avatar and her reaction is just like my lucky day i wanted to take this from zuko and here i get to do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally <laughs> also oh um, yeah uh Sokka was hella smart right um, yes. I mean, he he literally got sh- he gets shit on all the time like verbally but he literally got shit on in this episode which is really funny because yeah. um, <laughs> you know there's uh ang and katara with their their bending and then he's just like is just yeah. waiting through all and of it and they actually really funny. animate him spinning out the sludge which i'm just yes. like that is a choice animator <laughs> that 
Absolutely. Now we was. all know that Sokka <laughs> was fully getting just mouthfuls of shit. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And, yeah and... He still like saved the day. <laughs> still, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. Um, like yeah. they create pentapox, and then of course, like Fire Nation, so gullible. Oh my god, I've heard of that. Oh my god, that's so gross. Oh my god, get yeah. away from me. Ew, 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 ew. And. They get literally all of the Earth Nation out without even a fight, which was so cool. So smart. Again, super we smart. Love. I'm sure like Boomy was like, that was nice. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, good I'm job. Good. I'm down for zero casualties of my people. <laughs> yeah. And just the come the come through flying in when it's just like some of us don't yeah, need bending. And it brought up the <laughs> very important question that I don't think they they explored enough in season one is like so we have noticed that tylee has this terrifying power of chi blocking and uh and may go so what are you gonna do without your bending which i feel like just is like a note to a past of them like joking that like oh, ha, ha, ha. like benders are so useless if you take their bending away they don't even know what to do but we've had to like learn how to defend ourselves without it mm -hmm. um and so then of course Sokka comes swooping in and he was like well I seem to manage and so it really it is like a perfect little mini debate over okay what is um like how do we really value people's abilities mm -hmm. whether they are they include bending or not because obviously Sokka, he is this character that in the universe, he's like a genius in so many different ways. And so yeah. I think that this is one of the key um, episodes that highlights that um, don't count out the non-benders. We haven't counted them out. This is a real world where we don't just like give people superpowers that mean that there's no check on them or there's no limit to them. Um, mm. And so it's a, it's a very important episode. I'm really excited because I think Cora does, they start the conversation at, about like Bender supremacy, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and all of that. And while I do have some issues with how that was all resolved um because i mean the cops literally cops literally have to be benders like that's yeah. you know um anyways um but like i i love that and i want that to be more explored um mm -hmm. so i'm excited to get into that with cora but the yeah value i did thing we were talking yeah about. exactly yeah i think this episode was a really good example of how like three non-benders were really like the winners for the day. Like the benders were getting their asses handed to them. Yeah. And Sokka saved everybody. Yeah, Sokka saved everyone. Well, he really Appa did. Saved everybody. There's Appa actually a few times everybody. this season where they are up to their gills or I don't even know what metaphor I'm looking for. In trouble with Tylee and May and just like Appa comes in and like gets rid of them and then gets them yeah. out and like that's just how it ends for the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, oh, we like get it. You're strong. 
Yeah, totally. Like, yes, we actually really, we're losing to you, but uh, we have a flying bison, so. Yeah, so we're going to, we're going to scoot. You guys continue. We're going to, we got to go. Do your Bye. thing. It's we're going to go practice. Yeah. Uh, we we gotta go practice. <laughs> yeah, we. You know what? We we're not ready for this test. Um, yeah, we're gonna go no. study, and then we're gonna come back, not and we're gonna try again later. <laughs> this was a pop yeah. quiz, and we. This was really rude. Yeah. So we're gonna go and no. Katara hates failing quizzes. Uh, yeah. He's like, yes. how the fuck did I not know a pop <laughs> quiz was coming? If she has anything less than an a hundred percent at all times, she is upset. Yeah. 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 Thank you all so much for joining us here today. Music and editing by Eric Lefebvre. Yeah, you did it too. You did it too. You said Lefebvre. I said Lefebvre the other day. And I was like is cute. That's a cute name. Yeah. Music and editing by Eric Lafibri. Artwork by David Tercero. Please do not forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. And as always, remember, Uncle Ira was a war criminal. He was a war criminal, war and criminal. that is a That's fact. It. Stay tuned. Stays, Hang out with us next time happens. because it's gonna be cute. We're gonna go to the This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. You enter the dungeon and see the evil wizard pointing his wand directly at you. He says, show me a funny and delightful actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast or I'll consume your souls. What do you do? I take out my phone and find Quest Friends Forever on Spotify. I show him how to find Quest Friends Forever on Apple Podcasts. I share the Quest Friends Forever Instagram and YouTube pages with him. And you all get critical hits! Yay! Quest Friends Forever is an actual play podcast starring four friends with varying levels of Dungeons & Dragons experience. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday as we embark on fantasy adventures, play fast and loose with the rules, and laugh at each other's shenanigans. No prior D&D knowledge is required to listen, so everyone can feel free to join the fun. Quest Friends 4, that's the number four, like how there's four of us, ever. Find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Quest Friends Forever.